At the end of Tishrei, our tradition is to say, V'yakov holach ledarkoi, which effectively means that we're supposed to now step out of the cocoon of holiness that the Yom, the, the Yom Tov season brings us and go out and make a difference to the world. Take that inspiration and invest it in the world. The Pasuk comes from this week's parasha, except that the context of the Pasuk seems to be in the reverse direction, Yaakov going to a place of holiness, going to Eretz Yisrael. So let's examine how Lavan, who seems like the villain in the story, at a deeper level actually represents all that we need to empower ourselves to make a difference to the world. We know that the Rabbeim used to say, straight after That's when we start the Avoida of Yaakov going on his way, and we'll see that there's a dual meaning to his way. The simplest explanation is a Jew now has to go to his responsibilities, which are to be part and parcel of impacting the world as we do during the course of the year. The explanation has been discussed numerous times. If you think about it, Tishrei is a time where we're completely immersed and invested in holy things. Holy time. All the mitzvahs that we have to do, the preparation for those mitzvahs. Whereas after Tishrei is over, we re-enter the mundane space and engage with mundane things like ordinary life. The month of Cheshvan is devoid of Yom Tov. Most of the year is ordinary days where most of us are engaged with trying to earn a living and obviously we have to make that into a holy experience. So that transition from <coughs> the immersion in holiness during Tishrei to the exposure to the world in the rest of the year, that is alluded to his Mirumas in Yaakov Holach Ledarka, and this Pasuk that Yaakov goes on his way. So here you've got the dual message of Ledarkoi going on his way is, and actually two polar ends of the spectrum of what that means to go on his way. So the one message is now you're going into the ordinary world, the mundanities outside of the month of Tishrei. That's not the path of holiness of Tishrei, not Darkoi. It's our path as humans, as individuals, as people who engage in this world. Zayn dimensions Veg, the person's path that he has to follow. And the reason for that is because it means most of the day we're occupied with our stuff. We have to earn a living. We have to eat. We have to drink. We have to sleep. We have to entertain ourselves, exercise, etc. So as long as we're on our path of mundanity, we don't obviously notice Eibeshter in all of those things. In fact, when you observe from the outside, our behavior and that of other people who are not Jewish appears to be the same. We eat, they eat. We do business, they do business. But on the other hand, in themselves and darker, that same word ledarkoi that undigestochen as the veg in welcher the eat gate from Meshchan Ganzen Yor is darkoi sein veg. At the same time, that same word that says Yaakov goes in his path tells us that it's Yaakov's path. It's not just the path of the individual Jewish person who perhaps doesn't have the wherewithal to, to really stand up to the world. It's the unique way that Yaakov forged for us to follow. 
In other words, the normal, mundane activities and path of a Jewish person, which is which is how we go through the processes of ordinary life, eating, drinking, doing business, etc., is is completely different to the way the rest of the world does so. We eat, drink, conduct business, etc., in a Jewish way, which is in an oven from the shame, everything is oriented towards heaven and everything is in order to acknowledge Hashem in whatever we do. So that's really important. We're stepping out of a place of holiness into the mundane world, but with a consciousness and focus on doing what Hashem wants, which is unique. Darkoi, the path of Yaakov. That makes it easier for us to understand the link between this Pasuk and Tishrei. That's why at the end of Tishrei we make the announcement, Why at the end of Tishrei? The power that we have to be able to step into mundane things and transform those mundane things so that it is clear and apparent that this is Darkoi, it's the path of a holy person, it's the path of Yaakov, the special event from the unique approach of a Jewish person. How do we gain the resource, the power to be able to do that? That is by pulling on all of the resources that we are able to draw on during the month of Tishrei that fills and empowers us so that we can step out into the world. So these are not two things in isolation. We immerse in the holiness of Tishrei to build up the resilience and the resources to go out there and change the world. And that is absolutely beautiful and it's an important message for us. But there is a detail over here that we have to examine because what the Rebbeim say is always precise. So we have to focus on a detail. The words of our Rebbeim are absolutely perfect. The fact that the way we describe the transition from the holiness of Tishrei into the mundanity of the world and the transformation of that mundanity is we specifically express that transition in these words, Yaakov going on his path. It's not only because those words, Yaakov going on a journey, represents us going into the world on our spiritual journey. That means that the way in which we go on this journey must reflect the story of Yaakov all the way to the end of the story. Which means we have to look at the context in our Torah which is our guidebook and the source of our life, what is the context of Yaakov Halach Ladarkoi? And when you think of that context, it seems to be the reverse of the message the Rabbi wanted to convey. His neat movement doesn't make sense. The pasuk of Yaakov Halach Ladarkoi, Where's Yaakov going on this journey? He's going from being outside of Eretz Yisrael and in a place called Charon, which is Charinaf Shamakim Boil, in the place that attracts Abish's anger, Kain Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Akkadish, and he's going to a place of holiness. The description in the Pasuk of Yaakov going on his path is the exact opposite direction of the journey described when we announced Yaakov at the end of Tishrei. Where we're saying that we're going We're going from a place of holiness, Tishrei, into a place of ordinariness, Chutzloretz. So how do you use a Pasuk where Yaakov is going towards holiness, towards Israel, to illustrate us stepping out of holiness to tackle the world? 
In order to understand that, we need to appreciate what precedes Yaakov going on this journey. It's Lavan, and Lavan chasing Yaakov, which means something far deeper than what it appears at face value. The Beer and Dem explanation is as follows. The Pasuk of Yaakov Holoch Ledarkoi kumt besiyum sipra amaisi v'yaakov is atlofen from Lavan. Yaakov Holoch Ledarkoi is straight after being told that Yaakov escaped from Lavan. And we love him after which Lovan chased him. Only Tainus and Iberates between Yaakov and Lovan, and then the complaints Lovan had and the responses Yaakov had to give him. That eventually Lovan came to his senses and he got up early in the morning, blessed all of his children and grandchildren, gave them kisses, and then Lovan and Koimai and Yaakov go. Uh, sorry, Lovan goes back home, and now we have our pasuk for Yaakov Holach Ledargei Then Yaakov goes on his journey. In other words, does haste. As we Yaakov holach ledarkei, kum nit mehem shchtsavidus Yaakov beveis lavan. Yaakov going on his journey is not the immediate next step after completing his avoda in Lavan's house over two decades. Now, noch demer is shein avek from beveis lavan bechorin. Lavan, so Yaakov is already out of Lavan's house. He's already finished that avoda. He is now beyond Lavan. And then when Lavan is him noch yilafan, then Lavan chases him. Whatever Lavan chasing him represents, it's only after that that we get for Yaakov Holoch Ledarke. And in them, Bashtet is Shaykh's vision of Yaakov Holoch Ledarke in our parasha. So the Achrozen for Yaakov Holoch Ledarke is Simchei Deshtishrei. When we understand what happened when Lavan chased after Yaakov, that will help us link the Yaakov Holoch Ledarke in that story in the Torah to the Yaakov Holoch Ledarke in the message of leaving Tishrei. To know that, we've got to dig deeper into who is Lavan and why is he chasing Yaakov. Let's look at how Chassidus explains it. Chassidus explains that Lavan chasing after Yaakov and eventually blessing all of the children helped Yaakov to be empowered to confront and overcome Esav as well. The next parish is going to tell us all of the emotional and dramatic in- interactions between Yaakov and Esav before they meet, when they meet, after they reconcile. In other words, Lovan chasing Yaakov helps empower Yaakov to refine and elevate Esav, which is a key part of what Yaakov has to do and also represents what we're supposed to be doing in the world. So, Lavan chasing Yaakov is a representation of Chodesh Tishrei that empowers us to refine the world as Lavan chasing Yaakov, empowered Yaakov to refine Esav. Now, right now, that might sound a little far-fetched, so let's understand it. We'll start with an explanation that Mezitra Magid gives Gives as to why Lavan is chasing after Yaakov. As a time, the primus union of us Lavan hot nochki Yaakov is the deeper reason why Lavan is chasing Yaakov is the fish Yaakov of in his shirachrov oisis at Torah, Shadain loy hoitsiesum Lavan. That by the time Yaakov left, he still left behind some Torah letters that were still in Lavan's domain that Yaakov had not yet released. And so therefore, Lavan is running after Yaakov to give him these Torah letters that were still stuck in Lavan. And as a result of those letters, those letters actually transformed into this parasha that describes the interaction between Yaakov and Lavan, which is now an additional letter uh, section of the Torah. So what exactly are we talking about when we speak about letters of the Torah that were stuck with Lavan and had to come out? Isn't it moving? 
What, what are we talking about when we describe these letters of Torah that were left behind by Lavan? It's actually another way of saying that there were still sparks of holiness that had remained in Lavan's territory. It doesn't make sense. The whole reason Yaakov spent 20 years by Lavan was to help refine, elevate and extract those sparks of holiness which manifested in all his great wealth. Why did Yaakov leave without having refined these sparks that are somehow still stuck with Lavan? And how come it is that the only way to elevate these sparks, apparently, is to have Lavan chase after Yaakov? What's going on over here? Is that not the entire purpose of Yaakov's sojourn by Lavan to elevate these sparks? Why did he leave the job unfinished? Must be that there are two kinds of sparks of holiness that were in Lavan's domain. One, Yaakov could access easily, and the other he could not, we'll have to understand why. The first group of Nitzotas are the kind of Nitzotas that Yaakov, through his efforts, was able to extract and elevate. And then, there was another caliber of Nitzotas, which could not be refined through Yaakov's personal efforts on their own, in order to get those sparks to be elevated, Lavan has to take the initiative to chase after Yaakov. Now, why would that be? So we're going to have a look at something which is described in, in Lekutatera. In Lekutatera, the Alter Rebbe tells us there are generally two kinds of mitzvahs. The most generic common mitzvahs. Mitzvahs that we do proactively. How do you make a sukkah? You have to choose to make a sukkah. You have to want to make a sukkah. Then you make a sukkah. How do you have a lulav? You have to decide that you want to buy a lulav. You have to go out. You have to get the lulav. In other words, we make the choice choice to fulfill those mitzvahs. And if, God forbid, a person chooses not to do those mitzvahs, they don't. But it's pretty much in our hands. The mitzvah, How does the mitzvah happen? I want to do the mitzvah and I have the intention to fulfill the mitzvah. Then there's another class of mitzvahs which you can never plan for, you can never intend to do. Base mitzvahs of Zion, not only in Rotsim and Das Adam. These are mitzvahs that are not up to a person's choice. In fact, the only way to fulfill the mitzvah is without the person anticipating the mitzvah. And the most classic example of this is the mitzvah of The mitzvah of shichah, which is if a person forgets a bundle of wheat in their field after letting leave it for the poor, you can't plan to forget. By definition, forgetting is something that happens to a person unexpectedly. And perhaps you could say the same with Shidduch HaKain, where it says, Ki Kore, you have to happen upon the nest and then chase away the mother bird. Al-Tareb explains that it's very much like the Gemara tells us that people who chase after greatness, greatness will elude them, whereas people who shy away from greatness, greatness will follow them. Same principle. So there's certain mitzvahs that you do consciously, the majority of mitzvahs, you choose to do the mitzvah, and then there's a select group of mitzvahs that you cannot do unless the Abishta decides that the circumstances will be right, they will offer you the opportunity to do those mitzvahs. Now the question is, on a deeper spiritual level, why do we have these two groups of mitzvahs? And the time period from the Mechilek is, so again, the Alter Rebbe explains as follows. If there is a mitzvah that is dependent on our choice, do I want to put on tefillin today or not? Okay, I want to put on tefillin, that's why I'm doing tefillin. 
Seine Moshe Shlomayin in the Darga von Kesser. Those mitzvahs are linked. Their original source is in the level of Kesser, but more specifically Arech Anpin, the lower dimension of Kesser. Was der Beginner von Ratzen Ha'elion which is what we would call the Ebeshter's supernal will. In other words, the Ebeshter wants us to put on tefillin, therefore that filters down into a type of mitzvah, which we do because we want to do the mitzvah. Und er seinen So the mitzvah is fulfilled by our choice, and the mitzvah accesses and therefore brings into the world that level of godliness, which is the Ebeshter's will. Arech Anpin, Chitzonius HaKeser, the lower dimension of Keser of Hashem's Ratzon. Ratzon which can be, so to speak, identified and defined. So what the Ebeshter wants, I'm doing what the Ebeshter wants because now I want to do what the Ebeshter wants and therefore I bring the Ebeshter's will into this world. But then, but those unique mitzvahs which can only be fulfilled without anticipation, without planning, without will. Like the example of the forgotten sheaves in the field. Those are mitzvahs which are linked to and originate in a level which is not the root of the entire existence, but rather the lowest dimension of the ma'atzil, the source of existence. In other words, a dimension of Hashem which is beyond any description, beyond any comprehension, and even beyond being called Hashem's will. So if Hashem wants something, it's obviously going to play out into reality. So the moment Hashem wants something, that starts a process of existence. Now we're talking about something which is beyond even what the Hashem wants in the classical sense, and therefore it is beyond the entire system of existence. Und der Fahr, seinen Seichlamata, Herr von Seichlamata, gebunden mit das, was in Adam, Kimivur, Belekut, Teurer, and therefore those are going to be mitzvahs, which manifest in a way that is not in our control, not up to our choice, not mitzvahs we do because we wanted to and therefore chose to. They have to come, so to speak, at random, or at least what appears to us to be random, in other words, in a way that makes no sense, because it links to a dimension of godliness which is beyond even Ratzon, even the Ebeshter's defined supernal will. Now the Rebbe takes the principle that the Rebbe taught us and applies it to the two groups of Nitzotas that were stuck in Lovan's world. The first group of Nitzotas that Yaakov Avinu successfully elevated and refined through his choices and his focused avoider. Those are the caliber of Nitzotas which are accessible through Rotten through the conscious mind, I want to do what Abishta wants. Yaakov Avinu wants to elevate and refine these parts of the world. So therefore he engages and he elevates them. They are available to be refined through a process that we choose to follow, that we choose to want to do. But but also in Lovan's territory, there are even higher Nitzotas. And those, those are beyond the scope of what a person can reach by what they understand or what they want to do. It's way beyond the reach, not just of humans, but of any created being. And therefore, those Nitzotas are stuck in Lovan's territory, not because Yaakov failed, not because Yaakov left too soon, but because they were inaccessible to Yaakov using his own resources.
The only way that you can elevate those nitzotes is you need a boost from on high, like the person who needs to be made to forget, and therefore they can fulfill the mitzvah of shichicha. So too, something's got to happen to Yaakov, not of his own doing, that opens the portal for him to be able to elevate these nitzotes. Now, Lavan, the person, also represents what Lavan, the concept is, the power to be able to actually reach and do and transform these extremely high and, and developed nitzotes. So, where is this level that stimulates this so-called awakening from on high to allow Yaakov to transform these nitzotes? His mother was in a nomen, Lavan is alluded to in the name Lavan. We'll first look at a medrash, which explains what Lavan's name also indicates. So when Yaakov Avinu arrives and he asks the shepherds, do you know Lavan? Says the medrash, that the deeper meaning of his question was, do you know of the one who is able to launder, to bleach our averas and make them white as snow? Lavan means white. And as boring that means, came forward with terror. That's the medrash. Now let's dive into chsidus. As the inyan from lavan dikidusha, lavan, like everything else, is manifested in the human world, but is a reflection of something that exists in the world of holiness. Because everything that exists in our reality must derive from some point of origin in the world of holiness. And even though it looks really different in our reality, lavan is a crook. But lavan, in spiritual terms, is a very elevated dimension. What is it? The beginner von leuven ha'elyon. It's what we call the supernal level of whiteness. Whiteness is a sense of purity and essence. Save Baruch like the Alter Rebbe describes it. It is Hashem's infinite light. And it's called white because there's something about the properties and nature of the color white which is very different to other colors. Any other color is because of a particular dye. In other words, you, you have a red cloth because you dyed it red. You have a blue cloth because you dyed it blue. Whereas white is the original, it's like the canvas, the blank, the undoctored version of color. It's the essence of existence, the plainest. So it's something which isn't dyed, it isn't created. Which is a good representation of Hashem's infinite light, infinite in the sense that it hasn't been contained by any filter, any color, any representation, any dimensions, any definition. So Loiven Ho'elian represents the supernal light of godliness that is unadulterated. That's what the Medrash is telling us, that Lavan alludes to the one who is going to purify all of our Averas. Because the Mechila from the Avoyna is kumt durch Hamshachas Atzmoser in Seif Baruch Uvas is hecha from Seide Hishtalshlus. Because the capacity to completely bleach and cleanse any Averas draws from Hashem's essence, which is beyond the entire spiritual superstructure. Which is what we in Hasidus call the supernal whiteness. Which eventually, through major filtrations and evolutions, eventually produces a human called Lavan, who is a rogue human, 
but yet a reflection of in certain respects, Leuven Ha'elian. This also helps us get an insight into why we say that sometimes you need Tshuva and you have to wait for Yom Kippur. The concept being that Shuvah is really powerful and it can have a massive impact on a person, but it's not always sufficient. Sometimes you have to wait for Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is beyond our Shuvah. Shuvah is something we do, something we work on. Yom Kippur is a gift from on high. And Yom Kippur is what the Leven or Ellen was from Dort Kuntim Chilas Yom Kippur represents that supernal whiteness, perhaps the reason we wear white on Yom Kippur, which is the ability to bleach our various in such a way that it's like they never existed. In order to reach that Leven or Ellen, you're reaching something which is beyond the entire superstructure of existence. It's not something we can generate through our own personal efforts. So you can do all the tshuva in the world, but that still doesn't allow us the opportunity to activate something beyond the system. Tshuva is still within the system. Rather, it is something that Ebishter gifts to us of the Ebishter's initiative on Yom Kippur. He gives us the ability to engage something completely beyond good, bad, and otherwise, which allows us to atone. Now that we are clear that whatever is and what it represents cannot be engaged through human effort. And therefore, the human being on earth who represents Lovan Elian, i.e. Lovan, is going to play a role which is not activated by Yaakov's avoider. Now, Dafka Dilla you have to wait for the Abishta to stimulate this process to give you access to Lovan Elian. So now we can contextualize. 20 years that, Lavan spe- that Yaakov spends with Lavan, refining, elevating, uh, removing Nitzotes. All of that success is Yaakov's achievement. All human endeavor cannot stimulate, cannot activate this level which is beyond the system. The human being can reach through tremendous effort to the highest point in the system. But now we're trying to activate Leuven Ha'elian, which is beyond the system. No effort on the human's part, even somebody as great as Yaakov Avinu, can cause that, can activate that. But Daf Geben Lovan, Durch Sein Sheresh Leuven Ha'elian. But then when something happens in the story, Lovan, who only makes this choice because he's being stimulated by a far higher dimension where he originates. Leuven Ha'elian. He now chooses to chase after Yaakov. It's not that Yaakov caused him to chase. He chose to chase after Yaakov, which means something twigged in his head because something on a higher level was stimulated. Lavan is chasing Yaakov to give him those nitzotes that Yaakov could not have reached on his own. At that moment, Yaakov is now able to reveal and experience Loven Ha'elian, which was locked to him, was stuck inside Lavan's environment and inaccessible. Now that Lavan stimulates a move towards Yaakov, 
that opens the portal for Yaakov to experience Levin Ha'elian. That's why after this happens, Lavan gets up early and he kisses all his family members. Which is the prep for Yaakov going on his path. Now that we have this the stimulation from on high, from from a dimension that Yaakov could not reach to become available to Yaakov. That portal that opens doesn't just wash over Yaakov in an abstract fashion, but it becomes something personal. And that's what kissing represents. Kissing represents a very deep link between two people as we describe it as the connection of spirits. Through the physical act of kissing, there's the connection of spirits. Lovin is now kissing Yaakov's family, which means that the Lovin or Elin is becoming invested in Yaakov's reality. So Yen from Dimbnei not only for Yaakov, but for all Jews across the span of history, which is alluded to in the Pasuk, that all the children, which implies all Jewish people to the end of time, now have this very intimate link and connection to this deep, high level of Leuven Ha'elian. And that's is their zusammenhang from Yashkem by Nashgelvon Leuven going with Yaakov Halach Ledarka, and that's why straight after Leuven kisses all the family, then Yaakov can go on his path and can tackle Esav and refine Esav. On the way to Eretz Yisrael, Yaakov's derech, he's going to engage with and have to deal with Esav. Including a wrestling match with Esav's malach. All of that is sabirurim. That's wrestling through the mire of Esav to extract the value of Esav, the nitzitz of Kedusha. What gives Yaakov the strength to be able to do this? The awakening of Lovan, the awakening of Loven Ha'elian, the flow of something beyond all of existence into Yaakov and his children's life to be able to have the power to do the impossible, to turn Esav into a refined being. Now we have a clear link between the message of Yaakov Holoch Ledarko in our parasha to the message of leaving Tishrei and going out into the world and making a difference. We start off the process by awakening and arousing ourselves to do tshuva during Yellow. And then we then intensify that tshuva during the time of slichas and the days of tshuva from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. is a All of that investment, all of that tshuva, all of that avoida that we do from El right through to Yom Kippur is able to activate whatever human endeavor is able to activate. Whatever release of holiness humans can achieve is achieved. Once we have reached our peak, once we have invested as much as we possibly can in doing what the Ebishter wants, then the Ebishter stimulates a flood of of spirituality, of holiness from on high, of godliness from on high. Vayashkem Lovan Baboiker, Lovan wakes up. 
In Yom Kippurim, was der Far, sind die spezielle Wurschen von Kain Gadol, in Yom Kippurim, geben big day love. And that happens in Yom Kippur, which is why the, the, the Kain Gadol going into the Kedosh HaKadoshim, which is the holiest thing that he could do in Yom Kippur, is wearing white to represent the slave and alien. Was weiß auf dem Gile von Erin Seif, mamisch Boschel betachs abschittes Kanal, because that whiteness represents that absolute simplicity and essence of godliness which is being revealed. Like the Altareb explains in, in the Kutatari, when the Pasuk tells us that this is a day where we atone before Hashem, as a Svet Hashem means we invoke the deepest Ratzin of Hashem, even deeper than the Ratzin for mitzvahs. Which is described as the cedar in Levonoin. Why Levonoin? Because it represents the cleansing and bleaching of our Averis, the Levon, the Levon Ha'elian. And as the story goes, that is then a kiss of Lavan to the children of Israel. Which means, firstly, that the Lavan Ha'elian, which is beyond the entire system of existence, flows into all the various holy dimensions of the higher realms of existence, all the way down into our reality. To the extent that this Leuven Ha'elian is able to shift our own Nefesh Abahamis, which is also referred to as children, right? The adult, the mature, is the Nefesh Abahamis. The child is the Nefesh Abahamis. To the extent that we actually transform our, tro- our, our transgressions, our deliberate transgressions, into becoming our credits. On the Rebbe is bad noch Yom Kippurim, and therefore, once Yom Kippur has passed, nach Dervis is given the Amshachan Alis from Levin Ha'elin, and we have now brought into our lives this incredible flow of divine energy. Then we go out into the world, as Chassidus describes, and we tackle the world. But where does the real work of Yaakov Holoch Darko start? Not the day after Yom Kippur, but specifically after the entire Tishrei is over. Because the rest of Tishrei allows us to take this high of Yom Kippur, which is completely beyond anything we could imagine, and digest it and turn it into something accessible and real and revealed through the festive holidays of Sukkot, which actually that part of Tishrei is the time that really empowers us to be able to step out into the world. That we can actually tackle the world and know what we're doing and be focused and be aligned with what Hashem wants. To be able to refine and elevate the holiness that is embedded in the world. And the way we do that is to orient all of our activities to, towards serving Hashem and to be conscious of Hashem in every single thing that we do. And by us elevating those nitzotes, obviously we unveil the holiness that is embedded within the world and we reveal elikus in the world, which is the unfolding of Mashiach should happen immediately.